What's up, Brew Crew? It's Julian. We're back at it. I'm joined by Chev, and this is Brew Crew Podcast episode number six. How you doing, Chev? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, traveling across the country currently, so coming to you live from, I think it's Rockville or Springfield, Utah. I can't really tell. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. All I know is I'm surrounded by giant rock formations, so the geologist in you would be very jealous right now. And Mormons. Um <laughs> Yes, Chev is uh, currently completing his trip across the coast so that we can establish uh, national domination and then, of course, world domination after that. Exactly, yes. It's time. We realized after getting, what, what, what is it, like five likes on our last Instagram post, it's time for us to set up two offices, one on the West Coast and one on the East. Exactly. We made it big, and now we are we're moving up to the big leagues. <laughs> All right, so it sounds like we've got a, a full list of stuff going on today, Julian, between the Zendikar reveal and the double Masters previews. I, I feel like we're coming to the end of that. Yes, I believe most of the set has been previewed, so this is going to be probably the last time we talk about it, but oh boy, is it a doozy, Chev. Indeed it is. So, uh, like we did for the last set that we previewed uh, for Jumpstart, we are going to go through and we have a few categories here and we're each going to pick our favorite card in those categories just to highlight some stuff because this is a large set. There are a lot of cards. I think there's probably nearly 300 cards here. So we're just going to pick a few of our favorites and talk about them. And then, uh, like you said, we will talk about somehow we're already discussing Zendikar, even though it seems like it's <laughs> at least two months away. <laughs> the hype chain never, never ends. That's just the, uh, that's the modern life of anyone who talks about magic these days. So, Double Masters. Chev, you're the finance guy. The first thing we want to talk about, what's the best financial reprint? Oof. Uh, well, I've got to say, you know, there's a lot of fantastic things that are being, are being reprinted here for the first time or maybe the, the second time. And so all of these things um, are, you know, like hopefully going to tank in price. But one of the ones that I really noticed, just kind of like looking back, is Karn Liberated. He's kind of like the OG Ugin in a sense, um, where... Or, or when I say that, I mean the um, Ugin Planeswalker, and I stall for time as I make sure I get his abilities right by searching it on <laughs> Scryfall. But basically, you know, you cast him for seven generic. His plus four is target player exiles a card from their hand. Minus three is exile target permanent. So, you know, at the end of the day, you could think of it as a seven mana sorcery to exile any permanent. But if you get his ultimate off, minus 14, uh, restart the game, leaving in exile all non-aura permanent cards exiled with Karn. Then put those cards onto the battlefield under your control, starting loyalty of six. So it's a powerhouse that's been around since New Phyrexia, but it's also been around seventy dollars for most of that time. Uh, with I think hitting a high of ninety in uh, the return, not return to Ravnica, the uh, Ravnica three beat days. And since then, it was an ultimate box. It was an ultimate masters. Um, and now it's in double masters. And so we just keep seeing the price fall to around thirty dollars, making it much more accessible. So I think that's one of the biggest losses from uh, from this reprint. Yeah, Karn has been kind of the go-to Tron, unkillable, you know, colorless threat, whatever you want to call it. So it's been such a staple, especially in modern, that it's, yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's one of those cards like Liliana the Veil, where it just is always dumb expensive, you know, because it's just a Right, it's, it's never something, especially coming from like maybe Commander or the more casual formats, you're never willing to pay that amount of money to try it out or splash it, but now we're getting closer and closer, or I guess dangerously close to, uh, maybe maybe I'll get a copy and see what happens. 
Right, exactly. So it has been reprinted. Uh, I want to say this might be its third time being reprinted, maybe fourth. Yeah, it was reprinted in Modern Masters 2015, Ultimate Masters, and now Double Masters. Yeah, so it's it is um it's become sort of a staple of the reprint, which we like to see because it is a very cool card, a very powerful card, and you know there's honestly no reason for a card to be ninety dollars like you, like you said. So we're glad that it's creeping back down. Exactly. My personal pick is Mana Echoes, which just uh, was spoiled today. I, I was, you know, looking through and I saw that and I was like, oh, this has to be it. So Mana Echoes, for those of y'all that don't know, uh, because it is an older card, I believe it was originally printed in Onslaught Block. Um, Mana Echoes is an enchantment for two red red. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield, you can add an amount of colorless mana equal to the number of creatures you control that share a creature type with it. So this is an absolute house in tribal decks. Um, the thing is, it was only re it was only printed that one initial time back in uh, maybe Chev will double check for me, but I want to say it was onslaught block. So this yeah, is just onslaught. Yeah, so this is its first reprinting, and this is an absolute powerhouse in Commander. People love tribal decks, and this deck can do absolutely ridiculous or you know bonkers things, as Chev might say, uh, when it comes to <laughs> playing uh, playing tribal decks, and also if you want to do. Sometimes more competitive, more combo-y, degenerate-style things. There's definitely ways that you can go infinite with this sort of thing. So uh, it to finally be reprinted is great. I just checked the price today, and it was around $40 for the original Onslaught printing and $75 in foil. So this hopefully should tank that by half. I, I, this is a powerful card. I, I feel like somewhere between the $15 to $20 range is right where it should uh, should fall. Definitely. Right right now up at the 40 it's a little bit high especially for people who just want to play their you know um uh more fun, you know insert x here tribal decks uh meta echoes is definitely right. good for those sort of those sort of players so it should come down for the casuals so off the best financial reprint what's your favorite reprint just out of all the, this is obviously an all reprint set what's what's your favorite thing that you're glad to see come back <laughs> well i gotta say i i definitely the sword cycle is really striking a chord with me especially because you know they they were all originally printed before we got into magic uh since i think there were scars of mirrodin and maybe the original mirrodin i i forget when they were originally printed but point is they've always had this sort of really cool looking art and just this idea of super powerful equipment that you know you really just want to see someone running into battle carrying um but we're always incredibly out of the price range so just seeing that entire cycle getting reprinted and with really cool box stopper art is amazing i'm i'm super excited to hopefully get my hands on one of those and throw it into some commander deck just to see what it's capable of definitely i mean they are super powerful in commander with the protection and then they all have pretty good um you know uh when equipped creature deals combat damage triggers uh there's a lot of cool stuff so yeah and i agree i mean even now most of the swords are somewhere between the 20 to 30 dollar range maybe even a little bit more which is still just like a lot for you know these sort of yeah cards, well so. some of the swords are still fifty dollars i think oh. it's the sort of feast and famine is like still 50 55 yeah which is one of the best ones in commander so it's good that it's getting reprinted because that'll that'll bring it to a lot more people really um you know especially in 60 card formats you're really only playing one or two of these if you're playing them but um you know for there's just a lot more people who uh would want to play that in commander so it's good that they'll be able to pick them up or, or crack them in a pack so my personal, oh, if my tabs will cooperate, there we go. Uh, my personal favorite reprint is Sundering Titan, which is not a card that a lot of people like, but I think this card is sweet. I don't really like the new art. I like the old art back from 
I want to say like original Mirrodin block, maybe like Darksteel. But this card is mm -hmm. an 8 mana artifact creature, right? 710. So first of all, when I first saw it, I was just like, oh, this thing is massive. Like, I would love to just ramp into this. And then when it enters the battlefield or leaves the battlefield, so you can get a little dirty with some blink shenanigans, choose a land of each basic land type and then destroy those lands. Now, this card currently banned in Commander, which I can understand. <laughs> I can understand. I can understand why the rules committee originally had it banned because it's been banned as long as Chev and I've been playing, so five or six years. Easily. Now. Five or six years now, but um, I really think it's not that bad, and I think that uh, you know, because there is this whole social thing with Commander, like, just don't be the guy who's running like Dead Eye Navigator and just blowing up everybody's lands like that. Like, just play this as a big thing. Plus, it's nice because you can help take somebody off their color if you need to, especially if they're or if they're one mana off, you know, casting their the Ur Dragon or something, you can delay that for a turn so that they don't, you know, rain Hellfire down on you. So I think Sundering Titan's a pretty sweet card, and it's just got this like monolithic status. It's just so, um, you know, imposing in my mind. It's like, you know, kind of like Godzilla almost. <laughs> that I just I love that it's being reprinted, and I want more people to be able to play with this card, even if it, it does ruin some people's days. I also have to give a, a quick little shout out to, and, and I have to throw some hate. I have to throw some hate at Opaliet. <laughs> well. So, I mean, of all the things to get reprinted, seeing this as an uncommon, one is fantastic, but also the amount of, like, work that went into getting this printed is just insane, considering they have to bring back uh, the entirety of, like, phasing as a mechanic. They have to reword the entire card. And since it's available in Pauper, like, we just get more access to it. But the most important thing, of course, Julian, is it gets around the commander redirect rule, making it actual removal for commander until you get rid of it. Wait, you're right. right. I am correct Wait, because right. what the hell? doesn't cause something to change zones. It just phases out. So this means unless there is some change to commander rules, which I wouldn't be surprised if you know that comes down the line, at least for now, phasing does cause just like complete stop on your commander, kind of like dark steel mutation, but in a more serious way. That's that's kind of funky. And honestly, I feel like they shouldn't. I feel like they shouldn't change the rules. I, I feel like that would be. I much, really hope they don't. That would be much ado about nothing. And plus, the fact that this card exists, it's just like there's so many cool, like little nuanced things in Magic. And the fact that this card exists and it can do that, but it's just the <laughs> one card. It's mono black. You know what I mean? It's like let yeah, and let, it's let an them, let them have so it. Hopefully, we see enough of them printed. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the original Obliette was a lot of money, right? Oh yeah, it's like sixty bucks or something. Yeah, because it's just such a weird card, and I, I I don't remember what it was originally printed in, but it was one of those old old. old oh, I think it was like Arabian Nights. Oh yeah, so something disgustingly old. The 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 MTG collectors are they're they're like crying right now because this is getting reprinted. <laughs> so much text. Yeah, everyone thought it was going to be easy, just be or uh, as a easy sort of thing to put money into because it had so many words it couldn't be printed in the current format but you know you just change kind of i mean it's in the same uh vein of what the original card did i'm, I'm sure there's like some rules aficionado notices there's some slight differences to it but this definitely seems like the way to get it out there 100 percent. i'm wondering if there's like um or, sorry, I, my entire train of thought just derailed. Um, I'm wondering how much time like R and D spent on like getting this to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were like, they were like, all right, we 
we have to reprint this. How do we make this work? And it's just like, you know, like an entire, uh, like yeah. an entire research squad. Anyway, so all very cool things. I mean, there's a bunch of cool things being reprinted, but those are some of my favorites. All right, so now let's talk about um, Chev on the notes. I know this might confuse you. I know you're a very straightforward person. I'm going to skip one, and I'm going to go to best, uh, best, best new art. So best, um, best regular okay. new art. All right, I feel it. So are you um, wanting me to lead that oh, off? Is that, here, is that here, your introduction I'll, to it? <laughs> I'll, 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 lead you, I'll lead you. Uh, so my personal favorite, sort of a cheat, I'm going to do the cycle of the um, reflection cards. Um, so these were all originally in Shadowmoor, Lauren Black. They might actually have been just in Shadowmoor. And they're all expensive enchantments that say, if you would do X, do twice X instead. So Boon Reflection is a five mana white enchantment that says if you gain life, you gain twice that, twice that much life instead. Thought Reflection is a seven mana blue enchantment that says if you would draw a card, draw two cards instead. So there's something, uh, there's obviously one in each color and they all do uh, very powerful things, especially if you're playing and then Commander doubling everything is, you know, it's it's good. Yeah. But um, their original arts were actually really cool. They had these cor- sort of um, mirrored but it was like mirrored along like a 45 degree angle. It kind of almost looked like yeah, right. for, for, for newer people, if you know the art to scheming symmetry, which was from last course that I believe, um, you know what I'm talking about, Chev? The one where you both... Have, yeah, each, right, with those... Yeah, I, I get you, I get you. Each, each player searches their card for library, puts it on top. It's like fair demonic tutor. So they had something sort of like that, and this time they did it so that um, it's mirrored just down like the center line. So... Mm-hmm. It still looks very cool, but the art is just like, especially on Mana Reflection, it's so yeah. vivid and intricate, and um, I just love it. Because some of those old arts, even though they're really nice, they just don't look as... Um, right, with w- whatever was going on with printing back then, too, I think it, it was harder to make these cards pop as well as they do now. Exactly, and I think I think the fact that you can do a lot of things digitally now, too, helps out. I mean, I don't know how much of this was digitally created, but the arts are just check them out they're super cool i would love to have like just like tapestries of these in my room because they they just look excellent <laughs> i also just like the cyclic card so what's your favorite one joe i would say my favorite is the um the wrath of god that i think comes with pre-release packs i forget i expect i forget how to get this promo um but it the new art um highly recommend looking it up instead of going with the more like white wrath uh or where everything is just completely obliterated like you see in the typical wrath of god art this one has kind of like an old school almost the same sort of color palette as the armageddon that was being printed in um eight in masters 25 where it's it's more like yellow hued and you can see more of like the visceral act that's going on and obliterating everything and it just kind of draws a bigger reaction than just things are gone now so i'm i'm a a very big believer in this new wrath of god art yeah, I just looked it up. It looks sweet, honestly. It's like, um, if you can picture the art for Supreme Verdict in your head, it almost looks kind of like that. Yeah, that's true. It's like, <laughs> there's like this hole opening up in the cloud. It almost looks like everything's like being like vacuumed up by like an alien spaceship or something. Um, <laughs> which might just be my imagination getting the better of me. But yeah, this is a sweet art. So I would, I would like to let, actually... Uh, how do, does it say how we get this? Uh, no, it does not say. I I can do some background digging. I'm, um, I'm, I'll I'm try just and looking find the original post while we talk. I'm I'm looking real quick. Uh, it was mentioned. 
it's you uh, can get it by it's a it's a buy a box promo or by playing in a launch event. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, unfortunately, I don't think I will be getting my hands on one, but maybe on the secondary market. <laughs> I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. I I appreciate that. These being a control mage and wanting to bling your decks out, it's it's a hard life. <laughs> I think I'm uh, okay without your control decks, honestly. I'll I'll learn to survive without such such terror in my life. One, Just one let me the, play my big Eldrazi and you know don't do anything about it. One of the few uh, benefits of quarantine is you haven't had to face those down in a bit. <laughs> but remember that when Maelstrom Wanderer comes out and Silvala Stampede and the Your Dragon and things like that, I'm also the one who has your back. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Count, count your blessings, sir. <laughs> all right, all right. So are we going back to um, the, the note that we skipped or following down the list? Yeah, so let's talk about the best uh, box topper new art. So all their Wizards is bringing back box toppers. They've done it a few times now. And all the box toppers have extra sweet art or sometimes not extra sweet art. But uh, what's, your, what's your favorite box topper art? So I, I have two. One, um, and this is kind of like, so the, the, the feeling that I get from that Wrath of God that we just talked about too has this like sort of old school vibe to it. Like if you saw that with the old frame, I don't think you'd be too surprised. And I like how, you know, some of that is coming back with a couple of these cards, including the um, box topper Mana Crypt, which just like, I, I can't even really describe, but it's like a, a square box that's opening with these glyphs on the sides. And it's like absolutely amazing. Uh, and, you know, a, a quick second place would be uh, the box toppers for the Urza lands and, to an extent, the new Karn box topper. Um, they were printed as this panorama that was then cut up into the individual lands. And Karn's, unfortunately, was zoomed in a little too much, so they get the character in the forefront, um, where if you zoom out a bit, then it fits with the rest of the panorama. But it's just this totally awesome sort of flowing feel that you don't see in many land cycles anymore, and I, I'm... A big fan of bringing back, even if it's just to bling out my uh, colorless commander deck. I 100% agree with you with the uh, the Urza's lands. I mean, I, I saw just Urza's power plant initially, and I was like, oh, that's like a really nice art style. It's like really full of light, and it just feels nice and refreshing. Does bring a bit of the old yeah. days. And then I saw the four the four cards all next to each other, and my mind was just blown. I I, re I really wish they would do more of that sort of thing. Um, definitely certain cycles like it would be it would be cool um if they did that for like i'm just looking at all the swords right next to each other if they did that somehow that that was like one big panorama yeah. <laughs> that would be really cool too as I'm many almost, as possible i'm picturing almost like a like a you know a, a an assembling of the knights of the round table and each one has one of the swords you know and if you put it all together it's exactly like the, yeah it's the full court but um so speaking of swords though my personal favorite box upper actually is the sword of fire and ice so it's it's like this uh, this armored man, and he's. It's almost like he's pulling the sword out of the stone, um, and it's it's half blue, half like molten red for the fire and the ice, and it's like almost melting. There's like lava coming off of it, but also icicles. It's a really sweet, uh, really sweet art. It's like ni nice and uh, you know smoky dark in the background. It's got a very dark mm -hmm. vibe, uh, which I respect. But that is a sweet art, and. Um, I don't normally play equipment in my decks, but I might have to make an excuse just to get this. <laughs> so, I mean, Dakon yeah, Blackblade... It would be worth it. Dakon Blackblade, Dakon Blade of Fire and Ice, like, you know, it's close enough. <laughs> I mean, you got to give him a sword. Exactly. Exactly. 
I also do want to do an honorable mention to Phyrexian Metamorph. Um, personally, I like that mm. card, so I'm happy that it's I'm happy that it's here. And it's a uh, the way the um, metal is flowing and sh you know shifting around the actual Metamorph itself gives me very much the Terminator Two vibes. You know. Yeah. Um, definitely. So I like that, that but liquid it's also, metal sort of feel. Exactly, and it's just a very uh, it's almost. Nah, it's kind. Of, it's kind of got almost like a watercolory um, flow to how everything goes. So I, I really like. Yeah, that. yeah. That's the other thing. Some of these box toppers are have been taken in a really unique direction that I really appreciate. Yeah, definitely. It's a. Uh, it's too bad these are going to be expensive cards because I, I would like to pick up a yeah. lot of these. <laughs> so, on the other hand, there are some of these box topper arts that kind of fell flat, at least in my opinion. So our, our next. There were definitely a few. Yeah. So our next topic is the biggest miss on arts, specifically box toppers. Most of the most of the arts in the normal set are, you know, reasonable enough, or you take it or leave it. But for these big these big ticket items, what was your your biggest art miss, Jeff? So for me, it's it's less of the art itself being not good because I think it's a very like provocative art. Um, but it would be the box topper for Cyclonic Rift. Now, of course, it's fantastic. Cyclonic Rift is getting reprinted, but. The art of the, the box stopper is kind of like, you know, there's an is-it mage tinkering in a lab. Something goes wrong and there's like a small explosion that's sucking everything in. And you kind of see like a table that's about the, the same width as the, the, the random rift, I guess, uh, being sucked in and a person that's being sucked in. But it feels very small. So, you know, when I, when I look at the art, it makes me think of, you know, if you were to cast Cyclonic Rift for one and a blue and just return a target permanent to someone's hand, which as we both know, is generally not the purpose of Cyclonic Rift. And if you compare it to the previous art, which is an incredible sort of like typhoon above an entire city pulling in full buildings, that gives me the sense of the overload, take everything from the board and throw it back into its opponent's hand. So it's more a matter of scale, where I'm kind of confused why the, the scope of this Rift is so small when it's supposed to be affecting the entire, entire board. So that's that for me feels like you know this is a fantastic piece of art, um, but it would be better served in on a different card. Yeah, I would agree. This is much more of a just you know generic bounce spell or generic deal X damage. Look at the top card of your library spell. So I I agree. Mm -hmm. Cyclonic Rift is just it's too too big an effect, too iconic a card uh, to to relegate to this art. My personal picks are Dark Confidant and also Batterskull. Um, Batterskull, I'm sorry, uh, RK Post, I think is what that says. First of all, that's kind of like a heavy metal name, but um, this is just not, this doesn't look good. It's like nubby and the color palette is bland. So I don't know, I, I, that doesn't do it for me. And then the Dark Confidant art could be cool, but it's just, once again, it's so, generic and also why is it like so off kilter like i understand the rule of thirds but that's this is just i don't know bob deserves better and batter skull deserves better in my opinion you, you want to weigh in on those chev or am i being too mean <laughs> i mean i obviously there's something that's like you know um both both of the artists for these are fantastic in their pedigree for you know what they've given to the magic community but it's definitely like it's it's big departures from what we're used to seeing for these characters, especially with like Batter Skull of being just like you know a giant thick skull coming out of the ground and smashing something. Where this new one is very insectoid, and so it feels less like you know it's something that came out of the ground and 
did like an initial just slam into someone and is like the super powerful force and more of just like a big scary insect. So I, I definitely feel like Batterskull is a, a mismatch between the two. Um, the Dark Confidant is definitely, it's a it's an interesting direction to take with that sort of smirk. And I feel like, you know, we've come too accustomed to the character Bob of Dark Confidant to allow for this much expression from the from the normal populace. Fair enough. I appreciate you uh, tempering my words with your diplomacy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do like the idea of it being like that confidant, though, because in the original art, there's no one, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no one in the chair that's being, you know, like coerced. Whereas this one, I do appreciate how it's like, all right, I'm, you know, the devil on your shoulder sort of convincing you to do something bad. And the old guy's like, oh, yeah, tell me more. Kind of like that uh, scene from Lord of the Rings where the old one is more of like, it's it's a more provocative piece of art, but it's just like, hey, I'm the creepy dude who sits behind the chair, but I'm not going to show you who's currently there. Right, yeah. If you look at the regular art for this set, it is that um that one, which is a pretty cool art, but it could use for, you know, some some poor old king getting a, you know, basically getting... Exactly. <laughs> getting puppeteered <laughs> anyway um i have to say i think the box toppers in this set have been a pretty big success um oh yeah definitely I, you know especially if you're considering other premium series card arts like the you know some of the inventions or the invocations from Amonkhet that have been a little bit more hit or miss i, I think across the board here they really right some of those are definitely more hit or miss but i i definitely appreciate wizards going more towards this box topper direction considering how much more frequently than these are opened compared to when we've seen masterpieces in the past. Like there will be, I believe, just by the number of boxes open and the number of VIP packs, more of these uh, like higher quality arts out there than there were masterpieces. Because you weren't guaranteed to get a masterpiece for every box you opened, but for this you are guaranteed one. True, true, true. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just talking strictly from an art perspective, but the financial perspective yeah, that's true. is... That's, one, that's... one one that I, I definitely, I initially thought was like a an, an art I wasn't too sure on was the a full art for Sneak Attack. Um, it, it shows four <laughs> orcs sitting around kind of like a, a fire, and it's a very subdued color palette. And I was like, okay, great. You know, these guys are enjoying a meal before they sneak attack. Like, I'm, I'm confused. Where's the sneak attack here? And I will say it took me an embarrassing long, embarrassingly long time to notice the giant lizard head in the background. So it's yeah. a little more it's a little more subdued than the crazy goblin we get in the normal sneak attack art, but I, I definitely appreciate the sort of like subtle nature of these guys are about to be dinner. Yeah, yeah, it's not looking too hot for those orcs. So, so I think that brings us to the the last thing we wanted to talk about, Julian, which was the what do you think this set is missing in terms of its reprints? Because we've gotten a lot, we've gotten you know more than I I w could have uh, ever hoped for, but. There's always that, you know, one card that you wish had seen a reprint that hasn't. Correct. And I think this set does a really good job also of, I mean, we are primarily looking at the reprints as commander players because that's where we're going to mm -hmm. be getting more of those big ticket items. But I mean, I'm seeing cards in here that are need reprinting in modern and legacy, um, even maybe in vintage. I haven't looked close enough to really examine, but I mean, there's there are cards that everyone is going to be wanting, especially if you just like you know, appreciate high quality art and appreciate um, collecting and exactly. your decks. The biggest one that was not there for me was Snapcaster Mage. So Snapcaster Mage mm. is an extremely powerful card. Obviously, it's played in 
all the formats I mentioned above, plus it does see play in Commander. I really think people, more people should be playing it in Commander. And it is still in between 40 and $50 in its non-foil variants, even though it's been reprinted uh, two or three times. And I really think that they need to take the approach with Snapcaster Mage like they did with Tarmogoyf. They're both such legendary cards. And eventually they mm -hmm. were like, all right, we're reprinting Tarmogoyf and basically every master set because it was like $200 at one point for some reason. <laughs> um, and Snapcaster Mage at one point was like $90 and then it's mm. now it's now it's down between 40 and 50, but I really think that Snapcaster Mage is such a such a powerful card and such just like a synonymous card with magic um, that it really should just be seeking reprints in most of these sets. I, I really don't see why a $20 Snapcaster Mage couldn't be a thing. So um, I feel like they really should uh, give give Snappy a little bit more love. For me, I I've got to go a little more um, with the with Commander in mind. I think one of the cards, and we we constantly see this being sort of a talking point uh, more recently than anything else. But is with a lot of Portal cards, um, you know, that's one of those kind of forgotten sets, kind of like Starter nineteen ninety nine, where we saw Grim Tutor reprinted from just last core set, and there's a lot of you know powerful cards in there that are so old that their their oracle text has been changed in a bunch of different ways uh, to either make them incredibly powerful or uh you know has really hurt their power level and where i'm going with this rant that's completely unrelated to the point i'm trying to make is there's a one card from uh i think it's the original portal set called nature's lore or no it's not nature's lore that's what it's a copy of it's called uh three visits and three visits costs you know, I'm sure you were getting here. Uh, one green and one generic. Search your library for a forest card and put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle. And currently, that card is sitting at $100 in paper. Uh, so, it's it's a common. We know this effect because it's the exact same Oracle text as Nature's Lore. We know this effect is printable um, because we saw it most recently in Mystery Booster. So, the question is, why reprint all of these other cards multiple times before printing this one that could give insane value to everyone um so it's, it's kind of more of a you know this is a common this could just be thrown into any set really um but you know we're still left kind of wanting it and waiting for reprints for a lot of powerful portal cards yeah definitely i mean especially something like that it's just there are ramped ramp cards in every set um I don't know what it is. I think that Wizards, maybe because Portal was the, you know, the kind of like, let's break into Asian markets um, sort of set, but I feel like they have yeah. just not, I don't think they've really reprinted anything from that that much. Maybe like Well, a lot cards. of the cards, a lot of the cards, since Portal um, used a different version of Magic that didn't have instants, um, and there was another couple key things that made it just like a very powered down set so there's not a lot of cards that you would really care about getting reprinted um but you're absolutely right the cards that like should get reprinted aren't and we've seen a slow trickle of some of them you know kind of come in here and there in commander products or other ones and it's always an amazing thing when they do but it's just like it's, it's an untapped area for reprints and it makes us go absolutely crazy when grim tutor gets reprinted but there's so much other stuff here that if you dig through the sets you'll find a lot of things that are like okay this doesn't really work anymore or this just isn't powerful enough but some are you know they're really missing out i would agree and another thing is that people just like new cards you know what i mean like even though this is yeah. not 
it's not a new card obviously it's a reprint but this is the first time it's being reprinted like that's why for me mana echoes is such a big deal it's because it's the first time it's being reprinted. right yeah so mm -hmm. them just like you know yeah you can reprint negate in every you know every other set into standard or whatever but like mixing it up might be a little bit more interesting um and it might be you know especially for cards that people have potentially never seen before so i, I think it i think you're right I, I think they really need to diversify in terms of that um especially when the effects are you know nothing crazy they're things that you know functionally have been right things things that we've seen times. before and the crazy thing is so i i stand corrected it was portal three kingdoms um the original portal had nature's lore <laughs> oh, but i guess that was originally from ice age um so it wasn't initially debuted in that set but yeah so we see like stuff that was brought in um and that brings us to a topic that hopefully we'll talk about some other time on the set but it's it's this talk of like the old sets when they got brought back or when oracle text kind of attacked them they drastically changed the meaning of some of the cards in ridiculous ways but you know that's that's not a topic for today today is just a plea to get three visits reprinted all right well now that you're over a little bit closer to seattle maybe you can take a drive up there and talk to our friends at wizards <laughs> do a little petition exactly so speaking of our friends at wizards they just made another big announcement recently uh as if they uh you know could not contain the hype they talked about zendikar which is the fall that is correct uh, they they set. jumped into it and uh at comic-con this year and kind of went all out with some teasers so i'll i'll you know lead you with a bunch of different topics they discussed and then you jump on to whichever one uh excites you the most are you ready I'm, I'm coming at this blind, so please wow me in a sound. So first up, we've got a four-color Omnath. who's going to be white, blue, green, and red. And this follows the progression we've seen with, you know, the original mono-green Omnath to angry Omnath to um, uh, teamer Omnath from M20, was it, with that Elementals theme? And now we're getting a four-color Omnath. So, you know, obviously this makes a lot of speculation towards a five-color Omnath, uh, but for now we'll, we'll settle for the four. Then Jace, Nissa, and Nahiri were introduced as the three planeswalkers for the set. Um, and probably the biggest thing, so I'll, I'll go into it in a little more detail, is the introduction of a new booster product. Now, I'm sure many of you are aware with the more common draft boosters, uh, and maybe even the collector's boosters that debuted last year with all the foil cards costing 30 bucks um, and whatnot. These are set boosters. And I believe I read somewhere they're supposed to debut for $1 more Per pack than draft boosters uh draft boosters remain the same but for set boosters it's 14 cards one of them is an art card one of them is a land slot and with a 15 percent chance of being foil and for zendikar uh since it's zendikar this will be a full art land um six assorted commons and uncommons and there's a whole breakdown if you go to wizard's website of the percentage of getting you know a certain number of uncommons certain number of commons it's like they've, they've gone all out for the percentages here um one thing they call a head turner, which is either a common or uncommon showcase card or something specific to the set they haven't revealed yet. A wild card slot, which can be of any rarity. And again, they have the breakdown for how often you'll get a rare in that slot. Uh, one rare mythic, one foil. And the last slot is 75% of the time an ad card or a token. But 25% of the time, it will be a card from the list. And the list is a set of 300 old cards um, that are going to get the mystery booster treatment. So like original frame, original everything, and then a little planeswalker symbol in the bottom left corner. 
Now, only three of these 300 cards have been revealed so far. Um, the one big one of note would be Pact of Negation. So there's a lot of percentages, and like I'm sure someone's crunching the numbers to see how often you'll break even and how much harder it is to calculate that with a set or a, a thing like this. But I'm, I'm excited for set boosters. If I had to pick anything from the Zendikar reveal, I think it's going to be set boosters considering how much I buy packs uh, but don't draft with them. <laughs> what do you think, Julian? All right. So a few things. One, uh, has there been an actual card for the four-color Omnath, or is this just speculation based on art? Uh, no, so it's been confirmed that there will be a four-color Omnath of those colors, but I, the card has not been spoiled. Okay, all right. I was briefly searching the internet, and I couldn't find anything. So, But I am excited, and I do like the... Uh, I'm basically waiting for the five-color Omnath so that I can play all of them in a deck together. But we'll get there, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> the Omnath bros. Um, in terms Omnath of... tribal. Exactly, Omnath tribal. In terms of the Planeswalkers, I like Nahiri. I'm happy that she's back because uh, I believe the last time we heard from her was on like Shadows of over Innistrad after she. Well, like... technically, we heard of her from War of the Spark, where she was brought out of the Rock to solely fight Soren. Oh, I guess I need to catch up on my story a little bit, but I, I like Nahiri. She's cool. Um, so yeah, I, to give you I'm to give you a brief recap, they kind of just back. battled each other and ignored everything else that was going on in War of the Spark. Classic. Those those old fogies, the uh, the <laughs> oldest of the planeswalkers, just you know they're they, they're not worried about your silly your silly dragon god or anything like that. Um, Nissa, I like Nissa, but I really need her to not be a crazy ramp card um, because of how powerful her current of how powerful yeah, well, her current we, iteration is. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Julian, I hate to burst your bubble on that, but there was speculation that um the nissa card would be a landfall uh loyalty ability i i don't know i'm reserving my judgment for now but just looking at Nissa's <laughs> current iteration and the shape of standard and how powerful ramp is i i really want wizards to uh play it safe um jace I have a personal vendetta against Jace, um, but he actually hasn't been too terrible in turn in card form recently. So that's we'll true. See. We'll yeah, see how that pretty, comes out. Pretty bearable. Honestly, I I I want to see more um, like white and black planeswalkers. Um, I think we've had enough in terms of blue and green, and I really think that white and black planeswalkers, and also a little bit red to an extent, um, need to really come back and at the forefront i just feel like mm -hmm. in terms of balance and also in terms of just doing interesting things so i'm i mean i i, I enjoy all these planeswalkers but i wish that we could switch away once again from the you know the standard gatewatch sort of things um like i'd right, love to yeah. see we've, I'd love we've to seen see a departure from them for the last few sets but i definitely wouldn't mind a couple more sets to introduce more characters before bringing them back right i mean i want to see what garrick's doing i think basri is going to be very interesting um, mm -hmm. so all that sort of stuff, but anyway, carrying on in terms of the set boosters, I am worried about product fatigue since we already are releasing so many. That's um, true. And, and the space on shelves in like big box stores, how much is going to be dedicated to each also true. So I'm worried about product fatigue. I'm worried about, 
uh, especially newer players coming in and just being like, well, what's the difference? Like, and just being overwhelmed by the amount of options there are. But on the other hand, mm -hmm. I am happy that there are these options because if you are a hardcore limited junkie, you can go and you can get your draft boosters. If you are a high roller or you love blinging stuff out, you can go and get your VIP boosters, your specialty products, whatever the name is nowadays. And if you're somewhere in the middle, which I think we're, that's usually where you and I fall, you can get your set yep. boosters, which are a little bit more catered to um, potentially pulling things that you might want to slide. Exactly. Deck, and, and the idea behind them being like, you know, if you're not, if you're not wanting to play limited where, you know, the, the packs are dictated by this as fan of like having cards that are good for draft at like certain number of percentages and that make the draft format balanced where set boosters don't need to worry about that. Like for set boosters, it's like, congrats, here you are, you opened a pack, here's a bunch of cool stuff. So it, it, it brings new life to the idea of, oh, I'm going to open a pack and see what I get. Where personally, you know, I've, I've done that recently, I've, I've bought a couple packs from recent sets, but there's definitely a lack of interest in 14 out of 15 of the cards, you know, 9 times out of 10. Where this gives a much higher chance of being more enjoyable for multiple cards of it either being interesting or unique in some way. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, there is just, you know, a certain, certain, a certain amount of the fun, especially when you're first getting into Magic, is just, you know, the, the wonderland of opening packs and seeing what you get. So I'm glad that they can kind of rekindle that sort of thing, especially for more enfranchised, you know, old, uh, mm -hmm. old curmudgeons like you and me. I think that's that's everything we uh, had on the docket for today. That is, we are very efficient in terms of. Uh, getting all the info out to our lovely audience <laughs> yeah so well, i guess you know the big thing is next week I'll, I'll be coming in live from our new santa barbara office uh you know maybe maybe i'll get a couple interns while i'm out there you better just head on up to silicon valley and find some some find some people to do the grunt work i'm tired of editing all these <laughs> videos and the podcasts and all that <laughs> um but yeah so chet we wish you a safe trip out there we will be coming thank to you, you once again next week we might even have a few other voices joining us and uh we're excited to see what the next week in magic content brings so this has been julian and chev is over there and chev we are signing out <laughs> see ya